Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 52. I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Hey, Peter. Namaste. Uh, Namaste in bed. (laughs) So the reason I say that today is because I'm at peace. You're at peace. I am calm. I'm cool. I'm collected. And uh, yeah, there's a a life of like a maelstrom of chaos spinning around me right now. But I'm I'm the calm in the center of the storm. So it's cool. Nice. Perfect. Standing on my BOSU, balancing on it. and, And I am not pulling out my hair. Uh, at my surface, which was crashing constantly because we determined, we determined you and I troubleshot this together. You didn't know it, but you helped, um, <laughs> to determine that it, whenever the Skype, any Skype, Skype, Skype for business, Skype modern, whatever turns on the camera, it would crash. So you can't see me right now. So, but I've, this is not the first time I've disabled a feature, found that I didn't need it and found that I detested technology less as a result of doing so. There you go. So, I went through a, a Siri fast a year ago. I turned off Siri and dictation and found that I didn't hit my iPhone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree. Well, I don't do a lot of Siri, but when I do, it, it sure does irritate me. <laughs> I don't do a lot of Siri, but when I do, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got to say everybody's name like Siri wants to hear it, not like it's yes. pronounced. Siri, call Peter Nicolaitis. Peter Nicolaitis? <laughs> yes. She says it that way? That's, that's actually pretty good. you know. Because <laughs> when I tell her to call like my father, it's called Nick Nicolaitis. Yeah, it's yeah. the AI. It's Aitis. Yeah. Nicolaitis. I understand that. So. But uh, yeah, I'm at peace. I'm uh, I'm you know I'm meditating. I'm breathing because my my new Apple Watch tells me to breathe. Oh, did did I just say that out loud? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I finally caved. <laughs> so that so well my my uh, did my watch tells me to do that too, but I bet yours does it in a classier way. Well, yeah, I get a very um, innocuous little chime, which just goes ding, a slight vibration, and it says, you should take a breath. (laughs) And I open up the Breathe app, and I say, sure, start, and it says, okay. And it's kind of funny, because it has like a little, I don't know if it's supposed to be a faux lotus or whatnot on the screen, and it expands to show you when you should be breathing in, and it also you get little haptic feedback, so it vibrates a little bit to, you know, like show the the breathing in part, Mm -hmm. and then it compresses and it lets you exhale and just coaches you through a breathing session. So that's all right. That's kind of cool. But um, yeah, I resisted getting the Apple Watch for the longest time because I had concerns about battery life and I had concerns that it was overpriced. And then uh, I went with the Microsoft Band when it was 200 some odd dollars because it was 
comparable, sort of, mm-hmm. loosely speaking, and um, you know, was a lot cheaper. And then, of course, I found out that it was that the Apple Watch was significantly discounted at Best Buy, and the band wasn't actually that cheap. So, had I known, I would have gotten a first-generation Apple Watch. <laughs> As it happens, I waited for the second generation, the Series 2, and uh, all I can say is, yeah, I really am liking it. Um, The downside is that Siri is just as useless on the Apple Watch as she is on the iPhone. Same Siri. Uh, The other downside is battery life. Not on the watch, but on my iPhone 5S to which the watch is paired. It kills it? kills it okay and and it is chewing up the processor like mad so i've noticed first the thing i noticed was like immediately battery life goes down real fast um but then today for instance i was driving and i use uh if you use apple maps for navigation you get feedback on the watch which is kind of cool because it'll tell you like when you have a turn coming up and it's funny because the chime and the uh, haptic feedback is uh similar to the sound your turn signals make in a car so it's like to tell you to turn which is kind of clever you know in in classic apple style um so i like that but um the what what i do i've done this before in the past sometimes is i wanted to compare things i would use for instance google maps for navigation but i have ways running in the background just to get the notices you know like hazard reported ahead police reported ahead something like that so i was trying to do that so i had apple maps and ways running on the phone so that my watch would give me the feedback but i'm letting ways do most of the driving Mm -hmm. it was bogging it down so bad that i was missing turns on ways and i'm talking by like more than a block it was way slow (laughs) as a result and you can feel it like just task switching just trying to get Mm -hmm. the home screen to open up took several seconds now granted my phone is old it is a 5s yeah. Because, because I want to wait because we're really close to the, you know, the next iPhone, right? So I didn't want to order a new phone right now. I figured Apple Watch was a safer bet because we're about mid-cycle. Um, so, but the thing is, an, an iPhone 5 is still supported. So iPhone 5 works with this thing, supposedly. <laughs> now... The Apple Watch works just fine with the iPhone 5S, but what they don't tell you is that the iPhone 5S turns into a brick when you pair it with the Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But, uh, no, I got to say, I am I am liking it a lot. The, the workout tracker seems to be much more accurate mm-hmm. than, um, than what I was getting on the band. Um, the, the fact that it actually has genuine usable apps. Like, for instance, our favorite... Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. It's actually pretty cool. You open up the Pokemon <laughs> Go app, you say start a walk, and I don't have to open the app on my phone, and I get credit for my steps. Nice. Right? So you get to walk with your buddy and incubate eggs and stuff with the app. But it's gets better. It gets better. Here's the real <laughs> reason. It counts that as your total step count and as exercise. So it calculates how often, you, how much you're active, and it actually integrates that into the Apple Health, which shows up in my Fitness Pal. Well, that's cool. So I'm like, hey, I get play, I get paid for playing the game, man. I mean, come on, this is great. 
<laughs> so I, so I did like that. That was a saving grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Slack, um, my fitness pal, uh, it's really neat having an authenticator, a token, you know, like a, yeah, like yeah. a Google authenticator type thing. Google authenticator is not available for it, but the authy authenticator is. Okay. So for those times, like it's Friday night, I've had a long week. I'm just going to sit down, maybe do a little bit of work. I get comfortable on the couch with my laptop. The phone is across the room. I try to spin up a new Amazon instance or log on to my bank to check a balance or something. And I need a passcode. Yeah. And the phone is across the, the room. And it's <laughs> such a first world problem. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> Even worse, though, even worse is you get all comfortable. You're sitting on the couch. The laptop's on your lap. You're all snuggled in. And the phone is on the coffee table just inches away from your feet. (laughs) And now I don't have to worry about that anymore, Adam. I can just look at my wrist and get my code Uh, there. Yeah. Isn't isn't that so awesome? (laughs) I'll tell you, you know, you you mentioned Authy and... uh, before we leave that, I'm, you know, two-factor authentication. We've talked about that a ton in in security as a as a second thing. Yep. It is, I know it is a, a first-world problem to have your phone, but there are times when your phone is not accessible, whether it's upstairs in the bedroom and your wife is in there sleeping and you don't really want to run up there and, <laughs> or your phone's try, you know. That one's my problem. Is my phone is not with me. So on Authy, where all can where are all the places you can use it? You can use it on your watch. You can use it in yes. Chrome. Uh, I haven't looked to see if there's a, like a Chrome extension for it, so I don't know about that. But I've got it on my watch, both iPhones and on my iPad. Mm-hmm. So those are usually what I use for my tokens. Okay. And does it pull in the other the others like? Uh, Oh, shoot, Aussie, like IT glue, because you were messing with Logic Now the other night. It pulled. Yeah, it any in. anybody who's following the the OTP protocol, the the one-time password protocol, it works. So all the ones that you know, there's Microsoft Authenticator, Duo, Google, Sophos. They all make Authenticator apps. Sweet. So any one of those where you'd scan a barcode and you know have that, it works with. And the the cool thing that I didn't even know about the Authy app versus the others is it will synchronize across your devices. So when I set up Google Authenticator, I need to have all three of my devices present and I need to rescan all three of them. So I had, you know, I don't know, like uh, 15 or so, I think, accounts in two-factor authentication. So that means I had to reconfigure 45 times with Google Authenticator. Oh, wow. And so with Authy, I just do it once. It shows up on the watch. It shows up on all my iOS devices. That's pretty attractive. Yeah. So, So I'm liking that. Well, cool, cool. Sorry, I I derailed you for a second, but I want I didn't want to no, no, miss it. So back all. to the Apple Watch. So, so yeah. Um, so what other cool things are doing? It uh, it's got the old you know meditation app. It's got my Nest thermostat, my home automation stuff. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know stocks, payments. It's got Apple Pay. That's kind of cool. Um, what's actually what I use more though is the Google, uh, not the Google, the Apple Wallet. Mm-hmm. So the like the Wallet app on your iPhone. I've got that there now too, so I can pay by just showing my phone to the barcode scanner or whatnot at a store. So um, all in all, it's pretty good. Um, it's expensive. It's not uh, it's not super cheap, and I uh, kind of. 
you know, counted an egg before it hatched by, uh, by buying it. Cause I wasn't quite ready, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, so far I, I really just wish I had bought one of these. I would have saved so much aggravation over that stupid band. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Well, I, I'm still using, well, I moved to the Fitbit too, because my other one just died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so far, everything that you described, other than being you know the screen my screen is significantly smaller and not color and not apps but as far as a fitness tracker goes i'm still pleased with it and mm-hmm. it, it it brags about itself uh so like this morning i was at crossfit and i have established a pattern of going to cardio exercise in the morning it said well we noticed that you didn't act you didn't start your exercise but we did it for you and I mean, I was actually appreciative of that because I forgot to start my exercise count, but it, yep. it, it had to brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of the ones that I had. Was it maybe it was the Misfit or one of the one of the copious number of trackers that I've gone through <laughs> um, did that one time. It would say like, "Were you active during this you know this period of time?" And mm-hmm. I was like, you, "You really have to ask." <laughs> yeah, you I, know my heart rate. You know my say, step count. I, I think you should know that without having to check with me. So, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, so that's it. In summary, I, I am liking the Apple Watch. And, uh, you know, definitely worth looking at if you're looking for a fitness tracker slash smartwatch kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I keep clear of keeping mine connected. You know, I know how you were pulling all the functionality and kind of testing and enjoying some of that but i i keep my watch separate and that's what allows my watch to last so long mm-hmm. and the phone too but yep. if i needed i mean if i wanted to do all the cool stuff you gotta tether them <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta connect them yeah so. i can do yeah mm-hmm. well mine's paired i mean it's it's really kind of useless without that <laughs> so <laughs> but i haven't used it like for a workout like going for a bike ride without using the um the the phone i'm looking forward to that yeah because you know especially if i was to get like an iphone 7 or something that's monstrosity and it's not going to fit in all my little pockets mm-hmm. it'll be nice not to have to worry about that just throw it in the backpack and be done with it so. yeah yeah like i'm still you know i went to the iphone se which is the version of six, but little. Yep. And I really like. Uh, I, I like that. It's the five S. No, I had yeah. the SE. Yeah, the SE is the. It's the version of five. It's not six. It's, it's like an it's advanced old, five. No, it's newer than six. There's six. Right, right, right. But it's the form factor. Sorry. Yes, that's what I'm yes, about. yes. You're same, absolutely same right. Same form factor as five, and it's it's generally it, basically it's a one one step behind whatever's current. Yeah, one so step behind. So the A10 the processors seven. that you've got the A, A8 or the A9 or whatnot. So yeah. 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 I'm gonna hate yeah. to go up in size because I think that's what's going to happen, but whatever. Yeah. I've been resisting. <laughs> <laughs> but I so. like the size of it. I mean, I don't. Uh, because uh, I carry my phone everywhere, and I'm not a yeah. pocket. I don't need something in my pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Said it best. Anyway. So, anyway. Yeah. No, I like I like the I like the five in, uh, four inch uh, whatever form factor there, the small mm-hmm. form factor of uh, for phones. So, but again, since I've got all this extra functionality right on my wrist now. Yeah. 
I could probably stand a larger phone because, you know, I don't have to have the phone on me at all times. So uh, I'm starting to see how Apple's envisioning this. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm following you. Yeah. So. So cool. All right. So you, well, a whole bunch of people got hacked this week, but it looks like you're barber got hacked I yeah mean, no this one was different this one was different did, so did they uh, hack his clippers and they just went nuts off the rails yeah, 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 hack job <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so again you can't see today because you know my surface probe uh, surface book here crashes every time uh, skype fires up the video um i got a haircut yesterday it looks like you did too i got a haircut yesterday <laughs> we're I'm so glad weird we're still on schedule it's awesome <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> and, and no dear listener we did not in any way coordinate that <laughs> adam and i are just on the same wavelength that's all there is to it so. yeah um so no i was getting a haircut yesterday and um my uh barber i i, I go there like maybe every three months or so. So he doesn't remember me. I've only been in like three times. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, ah, information security. And it's like, oh, like, like, like what? I'm like, uh, you know, like uh, all these people getting hit with ransomware and viruses and, you know, Chinese hackers and stuff. He says, yeah. I said, I try to keep that from happening. Oh, you know, I got hacked the other day. <laughs> and he goes on to tell how his, um, his Amazon account got hacked. Mm-hmm. As a result of his Comcast email getting hacked, okay, and somebody ordered a five thousand dollar camera nice. on his account. That sounds like a it, good one. Yeah, it sounds like a good one. I I, I didn't ask him for. It. I was like, well, can I see that? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he got. Uh, they shipped it. They had it shipped to his home address, but then redirected the pickup to the local UPS store. Ah, uh, nice. So this was like a local job. I mean, someone was here in in town who, you know, picked it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, who knows? Maybe they have mules everywhere. You know, your job is <laughs> go here, pick this up, whatnot. Yeah. But, um, you know, he was like, you know, Comcast should be responsible for this. They should be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, of course, he's everybody. The, the charges are getting reversed. He's going to be liable for like zero to maybe $50 of yeah. credit card fraud. But, um, you know, I started asking him some questions to try to figure out like, OK, what was the attack vector? How did they actually get in? Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently he said his uh, he got locked out of his Comcast email. And he wasn't quite clear, like, if Comcast, if somebody had contacted them and and reset the password that way, like Mm -hmm. if they had socially engineered Comcast help. And I said, well, how did you, like, you know, didn't Comcast, like, ask who you were? He says, no, I didn't have to say anything. And I was like, well, if that's true, (laughs) that's probably how they got in. But I said, they didn't, I mean, usually they ask, like, for your social security number or your account number, a bill or something. Oh, no, yeah, they they texted me something. I said, okay, so they (laughs) they sent him an authorization code. So that's probably not what happened. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, so that wasn't it. Um, But then, you know, I had to explain. But they should have, you know, shouldn't they have said something like when the, you know, when I was locked out of the account? I was like, yeah, but by then it was too late. You know, by then the bad guys had already gotten in and were already having fun with, you know, the stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I asked them some questions like, how did they get, you know, like, how did they, where did they ship it to? Because usually Amazon, if you do something out of the ordinary, Amazon is going to say, hey, this is a little weird. Yeah. Re-authenticate. And he said, oh, no, they shipped it back to my house. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's not weird. 
you know, shipping to your house is kind of normal. And I said, um, you know, well, what about alerts? Credit card? He said, oh, they didn't catch this. You know, this one apparently wasn't suspicious enough for them. So I was like, okay. I said, all right. $5,000 Amazon charge wasn't suspicious? Yeah, it would be uh, suspicious. Apparently my, my barber must buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. I don't know. <laughs> so, so I was wondering about that myself. But, you know, so I gave him some advice. Is like, okay, you know, this is how you can have a better password. Um, I asked him a couple of questions like, you know, is your home wireless secured? Because if not, then it's possible that, you know, somebody was sniffing that connection and that could be in. And he said, well, you know, shouldn't Comcast be uh, responsible for that? I said, well, (laughs) it's kind of like this. You got to figure out who's responsible and where the line is drawn. If you put your money down in the bank right down the street and I walk down there into the bank with an AK-47 and I demand all the cash and I walk out, the bank is kind of responsible for that. But if you leave your ATM card at home or drop it on your front steps and you have your pin glued to it, you know, or written <laughs> on, on the back of note. it on a Sharpie or <laughs> yeah. a post-it note, and I walk down to the bank and I use it at an ATM and make withdrawals, you're kind of responsible for that. And he's like, okay, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, I asked him some questions, of course, you know, not having a lot of all the, all the data or much of any, any data, I wasn't able to say like, oh, this is exactly how it happened or whatnot, anything like that. But I gave him some pointers, like how to pick a better password, set up some account alerts he said well no we already have alerts i was like no i get a text message every single time my credit card gets used yeah i have an alert threshold of a dollar so if there's a dollar charge i know about it you know i said i don't care how big it doesn't have to be five thousand so um you know you can do that but uh, he also said that he checked with uh, the manager of the ups store Mm-hmm. to see like you know don't you guys have a security camera don't you have like footage of who came in and got this so they don't return his calls <laughs> like, why should they they have no interest in doing it you know they're not going to get anything out of it and they're yeah. just hoping that you just go away mm-hmm. so i asked if he called the police department he said yeah i filed a police report that's it you know <laughs> so yeah. i was like okay so uh, seriously, people, you, you got to look out for yourself because obviously no one else is. <laughs> no, well, and you know it is like you like you said it it is theft, uh, but nobody has any interest in really pursuing the criminals because mm-hmm. it's so difficult, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, to even to find somebody in Boston because I mean Boston's so close to New York that I mean Boston's a huge city all by itself. Mm-hmm. But they could have come in from New York and planned it and left. I mean, now you got what eight million dollar or eight million population plus Boston. You know, you look at ten million people. It could be, you know. Yep. Oh, and it, it was an overnight shipping too. So they were. He said oh, they, were, yeah. they were nice enough to you know charge me an extra seventy five bucks for overnight shipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, I had. Did I tell you I had my domain name uh, compromised at GoDaddy? Somebody compromised my GoDaddy account. No, but I'm not really surprised. <laughs> no. Well, and it, it was shame on me. I'm a security guy, and I had a semi-complex password, but I did not have a two-factor authentication on it. Mm-hmm. And they went in, changed my password right away. Fortunately, I had, I did have my email address set up as the authenticate, you know, the to, 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 to authenticate it. Right. So they tried to change, they changed the phone number 
which didn't require any authentication to change, and they changed my uh, email address. But when they sent me, or when my email address was changed, I got the notification, hey, did you authorize this? You said no. No. <laughs> so I called GoDaddy immediately, and the fraud department does not work on the weekends at GoDaddy. Well, nobody hacks things on weekends. <laughs> nobody does. So I had to wait till Monday, uh, and my business domain was on there and i was like Phew, that would have been really bad and mm-hmm. you know i had to go check every single dns entry for every single website <laughs> i had so they didn't you know they could have put authenticator code in there for authenticating ownership of yep. a domain name or and, records and, <laughs> and just to, to be clear did you get a notice saying did you just change your email address, or was it, do you want to change your email address? I got the notification that my email address had been changed. Had been did, changed. did I authorize this? Okay. And when I didn't, uh, when, I, when I called, they locked it down. Right, so it's still a little reactive. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was so reactive. That but notification I, had gone into your junk mail folder, for instance. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. No clue. But, but they uh, they did lock it, and I mean I didn't I didn't lose anything other than time, and I had, of course I had a credit card on file with GoDaddy, which I had to cancel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they bought they bought stuff from GoDaddy with my credit card, which they canceled. <laughs> Domains and stuff, or what? I I actually don't even know what they bought. But like, they, what, what can you buy from GoDaddy that's not going to get taken away the instant you get caught? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to set up a server and figure they'd at least have the weekend to run it from there. Well, then they could set it up, start scamming people, blame you. Yeah. Um, so that was another site, too. When I was looking at the Apple Watch, it was um, Ali, not, it, it, Ali something, and it was made to um, look like Alipay or Alibaba. Mm-hmm. It was Ali something or other, and they were claiming to sell new top-of-the-line Apple Watches for like $200. Oh, yeah. And the <laughs> domain had been registered like 13 days ago. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to take a chance on that. It could be a fun academic exercise if I had time for that stuff. Uh-huh. But I don't. Do your, do your parents have a phone line, like a hard landline still? Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that you don't. I mean, I don't. No. Yeah. Nobody has a landline except for our parents now. So exactly. My mother has a landline, and she gets a call every week of somebody trying to socially engineer her. Hmm. You know, trying to get. They tell her that her computer. They tell her her computer's malfunctioning. They tell her her refrigerator's malfunctioning. It's reporting out. And you need to get on her computer, and she's like. My son is an IT expert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I work for an IT company. They say, oh, well, very good. Very good, ma'am. So we need to get on your computer. <laughs> They're not deterred. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> you know, it's funny as uh, one of my uh, contractors, his mom has a machine and she's been a big Mac person for as, you know, for as long as I can remember. And uh, she gets these calls from... Microsoft <laughs> yeah. <technical> support, <laughs> and she gets mad at them and she yells at them like I don't have a Windows computer stop <laughs> calling me yeah <laughs> oh, sorry mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All <there> right. You <laughs> so you, you, we, we did talk about. Uh, are we allowed to talk about Alexa? Or you, no. You, no, you can't talk about it. No. Nope. Oh, are you still there? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, tell Peter to shut up. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> there are no devices with that name, Peter, shut up. <laughs> oh, I can change that. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, turn off the lights and Peter, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah uh, oh boy so uh seen any good movies lately i actually haven't i'm i do want to see pirates of the caribbean uh and i haven't seen that yet my wife wants to see wonder woman we haven't seen that yet either what about I, you i did see wonder woman the week it came out um i enjoyed it mm-hmm. i it was really good it was easily the best of the dc movies really? you know, in the current the current line no mm-hmm. no question um but the bar isn't really that high <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh Hulk smash no that's marvel that's marvel oh, that's marvel okay that's not the same I, <laughs> yeah. I, no i think it was on par with the marvel movies oh, okay um but it was definitely better than batman versus superman suicide squad man of steel okay and there's um, aquaman's coming out yep well, after Justice League. So he'll be yeah. part of Justice League. So. Did you see who's going to play Aquaman? Yeah. That bad dude from King of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones, that's Game, right. Game of Thrones, uh, the Kali. The, the, the Kalisar there. Yeah, the Kalisar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. No, I think he, he, he looks pretty good. Uh, does it? Jason, uh, what, Momoa? Mom something or other. He likes to drink beer and throw axes, too. Nice, as a side. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But Wonder Woman was good. Wonder Woman was good. Uh, I also saw Transformers the last night. Did you? Is that? Yeah. It's got Marky Mark, right? It does have Marky Mark. Yep. All right. Yep. Good. Yep. And um, <laughs> we're gonna post a link in the show notes for a review. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, this was just. I'm going to read a little bit of the review. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, so if you haven't seen Transformers the last night, you want to skip ahead right now if you're concerned about spoilers, but I really don't think it'll matter. Yeah. Okay, here we go again. <laughs> and this review was written in two parts. So actually, you know what we should do? Let's just read a couple of the um, a couple of the paragraphs and uh, call it up on your screen. You read the bold text, all right? And I will read the not bold text because it's a two-sided interview. Okay, I'm... Um, All right. So you're so you, bold. Uh, you be bold. You be I'm, bold. I'm bold. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty funny. Um, I'll I'll intro. It's uh it says, did you see Michael Bay's fifth movie in the disturbingly profitable Transformers <laughs> franchise this weekend? <laughs> disturbingly profitable. <laughs> did you have a? Hold on, you're not reading yet. <laughs> did you have a question about it? Besides, why is this movie about giant robots and explosions so boring? Our patented spoiler FAQ has all the answers you need and all. Also, probably several you don't. (laughs) All right, I'm ready. Go. Here we are again. Hello, my old friend. I wish I could say it's good to see you. (laughs) We might as well get started. Oh, wait a minute. Don't move. We might as well get started. What is Transformers The Last Night about? It's about everything. 
Everything that happened to pop in Michael Bay's head over the course of God knows however long it took to churn out this thing. In a way, it's completely unique among the Bay Formers films in that it has more story than the previous four films combined. Oh, wow. Well, Michael Bay made a Transformers movie with a story that actually makes sense. Oh, God, no. (laughs) There's a ton of story, as our review pointed out, but maybe a quarter of it drunkenly follows what could charitably called the plot, and virtually nothing whatsoever connects to previous films unless you consider constantly contradicting them to be a connection. (laughs) Why can't Michael Bay keep track of the canon of his own four films? I have a theory. You know how babies' brains haven't developed, so whenever their parents wander directly out of their eyesight, they start crying because they assume their parents, having disappeared from view, may be gone forever? Yeah. It's called object permanence, and (laughs) Michael Bay doesn't have it either. Once he's done with a Transformers movie, he completely forgets everything that's happened to it, and he starts the next one off with his brain as smooth as a baby's bottom. It's the reason why the Transformers are always hunting for a new dumb object that is the most important thing in the universe that no one has ever mentioned before, why Megatron sometimes dies but is suddenly fine in the next movie, why after the Autobots save the Earth in very public ways all transformers are being hunted when the next film starts and why humans keep making dumb 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 partnerships with the decepticons even though the decepticons keep trying to kill humanity every single time all of which happens in the last night of course i guess we might as well dig into the actual story right Yeah, because I only have a certain amount of time I can think about the last night before I involuntarily lose consciousness. (laughs) We begin in 484 AD in England during the Dark Ages with King Arthur and Merlin and the Knights of the Round Table fighting an impressively multicultural Saxon horde of decorative skull enthusiasts by catapulting giant VW bug-sized flaming spiked balls into them. Uh, they're spiked and flaming. Well, sometimes you want the guy, to, you know, want to set a guy on fire after you crush and impale him. Anyway, despite the fact that Arthur and his crew are murdering several hundred Saxons per minute, they're outnumbered. So a drunk, bumbling Merlin rides to a nearby crashed Transformers spaceship and asks him for help from the robot that lives there. Mind you, this is a giant, fairly visible alien spaceship that only Merlin <laughs> seems to know exists, that a robot lives inside. Okay. <laughs> The robot does not want to help Merlin or humanity, but changes his mind. He helps Merlin in two ways. The first is he gives Merlin a magic staff. And the second is that he joins with 11 other nightbots to form a giant three-headed dragon, which murders many, many Saxons, including by just landing on them and rolling around for a bit. (laughs) That doesn't seem very nightly. The interesting thing here is that the staff given to Merlin, which has immense power... He uses it to cast some cool spells and something. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Because it has only one immense power, and that's the power to revive Cybertron. It does, and I can't stress enough, absolutely nothing else. (laughs) It benefits neither Merlin nor humanity in any way. They don't need it. No humans ever need it. And the knights not only give it to Merlin, they key it to his DNA so that no one other than his descendants can use it, despite the fact that no human can ever use it for anything. (laughs) And Merlin gets buried with the staff, so literally not even his descendants can use it either. What the hell? (laughs) 
<laughs> the only thing the staff can apparently do is transfer the power of Earth to Cybertron so that Cybertron can be resurrected. The sole being on the remnant of this planet is Quintessa, who, for Transformers fans, is nothing at all like Quintesson. <laughs> she says that she created all the Transformers and, not unexpectedly, wants to revive her planet after it was destroyed by the Autobot Decepticon War. Uh, well, that seems valid. It actually is. Although she's portrayed as an evilish, evilish enough that at some point in the past, her 12 Nightbots steal her staff, which, again, is the only thing that can resurrect the dead planet and hide it on Earth. Shouldn't they want to save Cybertron? Why not? Why would they steal it? I guess because they love Earth and humanity so much that they don't want them destroyed. Uh, even though that point they hadn't been to Earth, so why would they care? Hey, you're the one who's supposed to have the answers. Fair point. By the way, this is the second item that can destroy the Earth that a group of Transformers have taken directly to Earth and abandoned instead of leaving it to be protected by giant robots, i.e. themselves. <laughs> the Sun Harvester in Revenge of the Fallen. Ah, and there's that object permanence thing again. Back to the Dark Ages. These Nightbots are so impressed with one group of humans' noble goal to kill another group of humans that they join with Arthur and swear to help protect humanity for all time. So they stay hidden, but show up as various events and conflicts uh, over the centuries, which uh, Catherine has marveled. Well, there's a link there. We can link that in the show notes. This includes showing up in the American Revolution and... <laughs> Bumblebee murdering a shit ton of Nazis during World War II, an hey. event that he doesn't remember and the movie doesn't even come close to explaining, although a Transformer pocket watch apparently killed Hitler. Nice. How can they hide if they're literally involved in every major war? Very poorly, one would think, given that the uh, giant robots being seen by dozens, if not hundreds of people at a time whenever they show up to help. Uh, however, after King Arthur partnership, the secret order of the Witwickens was formed they, uh, to help keep the Transformers hidden. Wait, how does a giant robot disguise himself during an American Revolution? And what was he transforming into? I don't know, maybe a wagon or something? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, why are they bothering to hide at all? Wouldn't all humanity hate and fear the Transformers, although mostly just Autobots for no reason whatsoever, probably haven't been solved in these night bots just came forward and let humanity get used to a giant honking robot for 1,500 years? Definitely. Uh, let's get back to the Whitikins. <laughs> Whitwickens. Whitwickens. Yeah. Okay, it's a group that includes, of course, Leonardo da Vinci, George Washington, Frederick nice. Douglass, Queen Elizabeth, the Wright brothers, and a bunch of other random historical figures. Wait, Frederick? Stop, stop. Do not think about this or you will lose your mind about how awful it is. <laughs> what do Witwickens have to do with Sam Witwicky from the first three movies? Apparently he was a descendant of Merlin, but uh. he's not said to be a Witwicken, which is hilarious given his last name. But since Anthony Hopkins' character, the last Witwicken group and guy who dumps this expo exposition later in the film, announces to new character Vivian that she is the last living descendant of Merlin, apparently Sam's dead. Oh my... <laughs> uh, and there's only one Wiccan we left running in the secret society, and he's nuts. 
So I have doubts as to that he's really fully up to date with the Merlin family tree. I mean, who in real life knows the Shia LaBeouf's, what Shia LaBeouf's been up to for these last three years? Wait, don't. I mean, where's the buff? <laughs> 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 to <That's> be fair, <laughs> Michael Bay is 100% petty enough to kill the star of the first three movies off screen just because LeBeouf quit the franchise. <laughs> Wait a second. If the Witwickens are supposed to be keeping the Transformers a secret and then Autobots and Decepticons fought in and destroyed major parts of Chicago, Hong Kong, and at least one of the Egyptian pyramids... Yes, the Witwickens are extremely bad at their self-appointed goal. <laughs> Although, apparently, they've also been commissioning paintings and photographs of historical events where people are hanging out with the Transformers. So it seems they've been terrible at this from day one. <laughs> Now what? We finally skip forward to the present day. After the destruction of major metropolitan area in the previous movie, again, the Transformers are supposedly being hunted, again, although this somehow only applies to the Autobots, again, <laughs> while the military has inexplicably allied with proven evil Decepticon Barricade. That's the police car with the To Punish and Enslave logo uh -huh. on the side. Which is only getting creepier as the years go on. <laughs> and to hunt Autobots. Sure. Meanwhile, a group of kids sneaks into the ruins of Chicago, which is patrolled by a bunch of Ed 209s from RoboCop, and are programmed to murder anyone who trespasses on the property, including children, but apparently has a hole in the goddamn fence. And also, new character Isabella is living in the ruins, helping Transformers that are wrecked and trapped there among <laughs> with that goofy robot, Squeaks. <laughs> She lives in ruins where giant but not transforming robots are trying to shoot her in order to help the aliens that destroyed a giant chunk of Chicago and killed her parents. That seems like a poor life decision. Ah, but it pays off when she discovers one of the night bots in the wreckage. Not really. W what's he doing there? I have no idea. <laughs> but, was he part of the big fight in Transformers Dark of the Moon? Uh, why? If so, why is there only one Nightbot there? Did none of the others notice this weird ancient robot that had mysteriously joined the action? Was he just randomly passing through the war zone and got shot down? Again, you're supposed to be the one with the answers. Well, the reason is so that the Nightbot can give Cade Yeager, who suddenly shows up, a talisman, which is itself a Transformer. It can crawl around on tiny little legs, uh, but is still choosing to look like a weathered 1,500-year-old relic. Uh, so why is it important? Well, the talisman is key to unlocking the place where the staff of Merlin is located. And it's implied that by finding it, Quintessa suddenly knows it's time to bring Cybertron to Earth to suck out its life energy. So it seems like it would have been a great idea for the Nightbot to not give it to anybody. <laughs> What's her plan to get the staff? Luckily, a briefly dead yet again Optimus Prime floating through space lands randomly on Cybertron and she turns him evil and orders him to get the staff. Oh, but still with the ultimate goal of saving Cybertron. Yep. Meanwhile, everyone on Earth assumes that the approaching planet will crash into our planet and destroy it when it arrives. This turns out not to be true at all. Okay. Also, <laughs> it's kind of uh, Unicron. <laughs> I... 
I beg your pardon? Yeah, so spiky bits slowly start shooting out of the ground in various countries, kind of impressively. Uh, the fact that the Earth has a giant planet-sized robot in it doesn't have any bearing on the rest of the movie. Huh? Back to Cade, who is hiding in the junkyard with Autobots from the last movie, along with Dinobots and a bunch of baby Dinobots, too. Baby Dinobots. Yep. Tiny pterodactyls, triceratops, and a fire-breathing Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, they sound adorable. They are, actually. Yes. Where do they come from? What? Uh, where do the baby dinosaur transformers come from? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Right. Uh, Dinobots are laying eggs. Are they having sex with each other? Can Transformers give birth to baby robots or just Dinobots? I mean, either way, why? Do these babies grow up to be regular Dinobots? Will they stay tiny robots forever? Well, according to fan fiction... Shut up. Anyway, (laughs) Megatron also somehow knows Cade has the talisman, which supposedly is needed to find the staff which megatron wants because he has a list of apparently dozens of ultra powerful transformers artifacts that are littering the planet and is searching for them one by one the military overhears barricade talking about the talisman leading to the staff and decides it's a weapon that they just have to have and decide to join forces with Decepticons to get it, despite the fact that, one, all Decepticons are evil, two, it would probably be easier to ask the good Cade and Autobots if they could take a look at the Talisman than sending a bunch of evil robots to murder them, three, both the military and Megatron want the Talisman, so someone's going to end up disappointed, and four, again, the damn staff doesn't do anything for anybody (laughs) anyway! Seems par for the course for a Transformers movie. In order to facilitate Megatron murdering the good guys <laughs> and taking the talisman for himself, the military also releases a bunch of other murderous Decepticons we've never seen before and who exist solely to get murdered by Autobots five minutes after they're introduced or just wander off screen. The perfunctory battle ensues, the new Decepticons die, Megatron flees, and then an insane Transformer robot butler named Cogman, <laughs> who looks like C-3PO, shows up to take Cade to Anthony hopkins exposition mansion where he's also summoned the last living descendant of the drunk fraud merlin vivian wembley Uh, tell me about vivian she's a brilliant professor at oxford who holds doctorates in history philosophy and letters and who has daddy issues and aunts that just desperately want to get um uh get her a man and who in Cade's own words is wearing a stripper dress you good Mm. hmm that's me vomiting my mouth slightly yep. yep vivian's dad secretly left her a clue to the whereabouts as to the damn staff so she and Cade trash her dad's office after a punishingly long time vivian considers the clue might be located in the secret compartment her dad has that's dumb Then there's a massive car chase through London with MI6 operatives, members of the dumb anti-Transformers task force, the Decepticons in... uh, Wait, oh, and Decepticons, although the typo, it says Deceptions, (laughs) in which (laughs) Autobots and Cogman kill many, many innocent motorists to hamper their pursuers. Eventually, they end up in a submarine, which is a Transformer that never bothers to transform or talk, so why (laughs) bother telling us it's a Transformer at all? And they try to travel to a crashed spaceship at the bottom of the ocean where Merlin is buried. Merlin's buried at the bottom of the ocean? 
Yeah, apparently after the Nightbots gave Merlin the staff and decided to spend their lives helping humanity, they put Merlin's corpse in a spaceship, flew the spaceship into the ocean, and decided to help humanity by hiding and guarding the staff that they gave Merlin so he could help humanity in the first place, even though it doesn't do anything. So why did they need to involve Merlin at all? I mean, what was the point of the Nightbots swearing to help humanity when they just ended up doing the same damn thing they were doing before Merlin staggered drunkenly into their ship? (laughs) Uh, This is an object permanence problem. Yes, but that's not the worst part. The worst part is when Vivian and Cade finally (laughs) open Merlin's tomb and discover the staff, which, in a a moment, so heartbreakingly dumb, it makes my blood pressure rise just remembering it. Cade decides the staff is a dumb, useless stick and throws it away. What? (laughs) Cade, who lives with Transformers, things that literally hide their incredible powers, who experienced all that Transformium nonsense in the last film has been told specifically that the staff is key to saving the world glances at a long cylindrical item made of alien metal in the tomb of uh, bleeping Merlin and is in the god middle of a giant bleeping alien spaceship on the bottom of the bleeping ocean and comes to the immediate bleeping conclusion that it can't possibly be anything but a bleeping stick and throws it away <laughs> You seem upset. Uh, Let me just point out something else. You know what a trope where the heroes search for the magical MacGuffin to prevent the bad guys from getting it, but they end up leading them right to it? Yeah. Yeah, this is the ultimate example of this. (laughs) Think of this. The staff is buried hundreds of miles underwater in a spaceship no one knows exists, protected by some night bots. It's impossible to tell how many there are doing anything in these movies. But one person on Earth knows how to get there, Vivian's dad, and he's dead and left a clue so vague that literally only Vivian could figure it out. The staff was 100% safe until these dum-dums decided to go find it. Well, uh, wait a minute. Wasn't there some kind of prophecy mumbo-jumbo? Yeah, it's mentioned maybe twice, but what the hell is this prophecy? A great evil is coming to Earth. At some random time, one of the Nightbots will leave our utterly unknown, perfectly safe underwater spaceship to give someone the talisman, which is the key to finding the staff whose sole purpose is to help the great evil destroy the planet. And let's make sure that when the talisman is found, everyone starts trying to get the staff, which we ourselves have and could give to anyone at any time if we wanted to this will maximize the chance that the staff will be in circulation when the great evil finally shows up is it also when the humans do come from the staff as we have expressly told them to do for some reason we're still going to get mad at them and try to kill them for taking it the knights attack Cade and vivian yes then evil Optimus Prime suddenly shows up, takes the staff, and starts fighting with Bumblebee, who finds his actual voice for 30 seconds and turns Optimus Prime good again through the power of friendship. And then, before Megatron even more suddenly shows up, grabs the staff and flies off, I think he literally says, yoink, when he does it. <laughs> wow, that, that's unfortunate. All of those Nightbots don't try to stop him the ones our heroes didn't kill no 
Uh, see, after Optimus turns good and Megatron flies off with a staff, the Nightbots decide that it's infinitely more important to kill him for being turned evil against his will than to continue to prote- protect the staff after it's been stolen by bad guys. That's very dumb. Oh, then the talisman turns into Excalibur in Cade's hand and the knights stop. Note, Excalibur has no bearing on the rest of the film. Oh, my. (laughs) Permanence. By this point, Cybertron has arrived. The planet uh, just stops like half a mile from Earth. Just hangs there. No nope. gravity issues, <laughs> no destruction other than when pieces of Cybertron fall off and crash onto Earth. Other than that, planet poses absolutely no threat at all until someone gives Quintessa the staff. How long does it take Quintessa to get the staff? Oh, not long at all. Turns out that evil Decepticon <laughs> leader Megatron also evilly wants to resurrect his home planet and has also been working with Quintessa well before Optimus Prime turned good again, which doesn't seem to make a lot of sense either, come to think of it. Then what? Uh, Then the movie takes a quick break to murder Anthony Hopkins in the dumbest (laughs) possible way. Stonehenge is the place that uh, Earth slash Unicron's energy can get sucked out of. So everyone heads there, Uh including Anthony Hopkins, who goes there by himself, decides to start shooting at like five Decepticons with a gun, which, of course, has no effect whatsoever. And the Decepticons murder him pretty much instantly. Why does he do this? I guess even Anthony Hopkins has bills to pay, I assume. <laughs> Face palm here. Yeah, yeah. So Cybertron is here, and despite it being a dead planet, somehow Contessa has a million soulless drones to try to kill everyone, including huge amounts of military forces that have arrived uselessly to fight the giant robots, just like they do in every film. <laughs> yes. The girl and her dumb robot somehow blow up a gun, which no one else could blow up for some reason wasting a lot of time and somehow nukes are fired right next to Cade and Vivian and they're okay uh, various hunks of earth begin flying around with pieces of Cybertron and then for some reason gravity stops working for a while uh, Optimus Prime literally waits 15 minutes to join the battle as countless people die horribly so that he can come in riding the three-headed dragon nightbot combiner uh, but nice. he lets Bumblebee shoot Quintessa in the back so she's defeated in mere seconds also remember how the staff was bonded to Merlin's DNA so only his descendants could do something with it? Yeah. Okay, here's that something. It allows Vivian to remove it from the Earth energy-sucking outlet. That's it. She can unplug it. I need a drink. Yeah, you got some beer? (laughs) Um, Sorry. So she unplugs it. She saves the day. Movie pretends that Cade and Vivian have any sort of attraction to each other. Roll credits. After Quintessa dies, Optimus Prime does a monologue, and the film ends about 30 seconds later. And it doesn't even bother trying to wrap up anything. That's abrupt. It is. Hey. Yes? What about Cybertron? What about it doesn't bother trying to wrap up anything wasn't unclear? (laughs) Cybertron is still hanging there right above Earth. The movie ends with a giant shattered robot planet hanging about half a mile above Earth, which appears to have no consequences whatsoever. Hell, whenever Transformers 6 is made, it might not even be there anymore. Really? Object permanence, my friend. Man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know what the worst part about Transformers The Last Night is, though? That's why I'm here. It's that Michael Bay didn't give a shit. (laughs) Do tell. Usually when Michael Bay directs a movie, the story is garbage, but there's always his spectacle to fall back on. You can complain about whatever you want, and I do, but in terms of putting grandiose spectacle on the screen, Bay knows what he's doing. Agreed. 
Somehow the last night is the most boring spectacle I've ever seen. It feels like a it rip-offs hunks of the previous form films. There's no energy. Like Bay was utterly bored the whole time, even though making movies of things blowing up is his raison d'etre. Honestly, though, I have never trusted when Bay says he's done with the Transformers movies because he always gets pulled back in. I wonder if it really is his last one because it truly seems that he could not have cared less about the final product. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, it would not. I uh, also wonder if that's why there's so much terrible, terrible story. He was so bored with his own action scenes that he forced to keep adding gibberish to pad out the movie's running time. (laughs) How do you know for certain Michael Bay just didn't care about this movie? He staged a shootout with giant robots at Stonehenge and not a single stone was damaged in the slightest. That, my friend, is a Michael Bay who does not give a shit. (laughs) So, supposedly, all these random Transformers have been coming to Earth because it's Unicron? That's what the movie asserts, Uh, although absolutely none of them know that Unicron exists until Optimus Prime arrives, having been told by Quintessa. If Cybertron is dead, where are all these Transformers being shot into space towards Earth from? God only knows. Okay. Why is Optimus Prime surprised that Cybertron is dead when he lands there, even though he's the guy who led one of the armies that killed it? Object permanence. (laughs) What does Optimus Prime having the talisman symbol on his body signify? Nothing at all. It's never mentioned again. Obviously. Object per... Yeah, I get it. But can Bumblebee suddenly pull all of his limbs together after he's shot to pieces? Yes, and the movie doesn't even begin to explain or hint of a whisper of why he can do this. <laughs> well, does the sole black character in the film announce he comes from the hood at some point? He most certainly does. Does a Transformer emit some kind of bodily fluid in this film? Of course! Grimlock vomits up a car at one point, which I assume is his bright green robo-bile along with it. <laughs> but isn't Transformers blood bright green? Yep. But that would mean Grimlock vomits blood. Unsettling. Do the Dinobots actually transform in this film? No. Hey, do you know who's in this movie? Who? Stanley Tucci. The goofy tech executive from Age of Extinction? No, he isn't. Yes, he is. He's drunk Merlin. Really? Yep. You know who else is in the movie? John Turturro, the same guy playing the same goofy dude that he's played in the first three movies. Well, that's less surprising. Yeah, it doesn't help, and it doesn't matter. Just uh, he's there to add some needless link in the chain on the way to the staff slash MacGuffin. Another one of those many things that the film wastes time between action scenes. Isn't Josh Dumahill also coming back? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Every time Transformers films ends, I forget that Josh Dumahill was in there or even exists. That's weird. Do I have a Dumahill performance uh, permanence problem? Uh, Let's just move on. Hey, do you know who else is in this movie? Hot Rod! The leader of the Autobots after Optimus Prime died the first time? One of the most important Transformers in the canon? What's his role? He's a meaningless character whose sole attribute is that he speaks with a cartoonish French accent, which the movie takes the time to tell us is not real, and he's speaking it solely because he's a weirdo. I need all the drinks. Also, he has a gun, a time gun for some reason. I don't even want to know why. Oh, like there's a reason for it. (laughs) Why did Castro give Transformers asylum in Cuba? And then why did Transformers who moved there immediately adhere to shallow, radical stereotypes of its inhabitants? 
Sometimes I think Bay does this uh, borderline racist act to make Hasbro executives lose sleep at night. <laughs> what does Cogman transform into? The movie does not even bother to show us. <laughs> Although, given how much he looks like C-3PO, uh, and the movie even points this out, you could argue he turns into a copyright infringement. <laughs> So why does the military base have the words, I have to kill you, painted in its command room? I don't know, and it disturbs me so, so much. (laughs) (laughs) What's with the robot Asian woman with the blue veil who shows up at the end credits and says she knows how to kill Unicron? Who cares? (laughs) Who exactly is the titular last night? Mark Wahlberg. Are you kidding me? Nope. And there are at least a few Nightbots who seem to be totally fine when the movie ends, so it's not one of them. So uh, since they're around, and that rules out Optimus Prime, too, so the only night it could mean is a human night. Seriously, are you kidding me? And apparently the talisman which Cade very randomly encounters chose him because he embodies the quality of a knight, which is why the the talisman turns into Excalibur for 30 seconds. Of course, these knightly qualities include chastity, which immediately turns into a conversation about how long it's been since Cade did anybody, uh, because this is a movie based on toys for young children designed to sell them more toys. I need to go lay down for a while. Oh my god. I can't see where you are. Are you gone forever? Wait, were you Josh Jumel? <laughs> okay. That, that is was, unbelievable. Isn't that, that, that is, and it's all true. <laughs> oh man, this was such a, oh boy. Yeah. So we saved you, dear listener, the uh, pain of having to read that yourself. I hope you appreciate this. <laughs> that was, um, that was my and uh, Adam's dramatic reading. For this episode. So, Cade was the Shia LaBeouf character, right? Uh, Cade, I I, I don't remember. I don't, who who cares? (laughs) Who cares? I mean, I I have, I I have real questions here. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I thought, how is Marky Mark (laughs) Cade? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know who's who, and it, it, I like... I asked myself so many of the same questions while I was watching this. I was like, wait, Optimus, I mean, uh, Megatron's alive? Didn't, I thought he, he blew his head off. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know. And yeah, there's a, there's a part where Bumblebee, did you uh, see Iron Man 3? Uh, you know, I didn't. I'm just, I need to see that because I saw the first two. Okay, it's um, definitely not the best of the three, but, you know, worth seeing. Um, but the the big thing in that one is that the armor can break up into components and fly itself. Like, so when he wants to assemble it, he just, like, gives a command and it flies to him and puts, straps itself on him and stuff. And that's the exact same stuff that Bumblebee does in this movie. He shows up, gets shot at, completely falls apart to pieces... And plays dead for a while, and then like magnetically <laughs> reassembles himself, which no Transformer has ever done in the past, especially not Bumblebee. But now mm-hmm. suddenly he can. So yeah, it was it was quite the show. Shia, Shia LaBeouf was uh, Sam Witwicky. Sam Witwicky. There the, you go. The the thing that I that I found the most disturbing though about this is that 
when Optimus Prime, like in the previous movies, with the possible exception of the last one, when he's like, you know, calling the, the Dinobots together, the legendary warriors, that one was kind of weak. But up until that point, every time Optimus Prime is talking, I was riveted to the screen. I wanted to hear every word. It was just like, you know, I heard the voice, same voice that was Optimus Prime when I was a kid on the cartoons. I was riveted, you know, fixated on the screen. And this time I really couldn't care less. (laughs) He didn't have anything interesting to say at all. And oh, and like the other thing too is he transforms once. Nice. <laughs> in the very last scene, you, you don't even see him transform. Take that back. He transforms once. You don't even get to see it. He's, he's in robot form the entire time. And then in the end, in the giant explosions, he and Bumblebee ride out in their vehicle form out of the giant cloud of debris and stuff. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very little transforming going on. Kind of disappointing. <laughs> well, wow. I'm glad I didn't. Go see yeah, I was going to say, is he going to run out and see that tonight? Uh, I don't think I will have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had its moments. The problem is they were literally only moments. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of disappointing. <laughs> <sighs> so, there you go. Nice. Nice. Well, so next week... I've listed that we will read our spam. I know you said you do, you've done that That's before. I, I think we'll, awesome. we'll, I'll get, you know, save the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 dear listener, you may have realized that at some points during that, um, that, that, uh, that the dramatic reading we were doing, Adam was doing a better job than I was at censoring himself. <laughs> um, he, he, you're a better Christian than I am, so good, good for you. Um, but we might have to give some serious thought to sense how we're going to censor our spam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to insert we'll have to figure out a, a bad word code. Yeah, because I mean I've got this. Uh, well, this one looks legit. Is that from? No, yeah, that one looks like it's supposed to be from Match.com, but it's not. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, because it's not uh, maybe I don't, I don't see any today, but I often recall seeing things like uh, Hot Latina getting. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, oh, here's a good one. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, I'm I'm saving this one for sure. I'm gonna, dear listener, you're you're gonna love this one. I'm not gonna read this one ne- now, but um, next week we will feature an email from Mrs. Cindy Banks. Cindy Banks. Okay. Cindy Banks. Mrs. Cindy Banks. She's a U.S. citizen, 42 years old. I like the ones from other countries that want to give me money. Yeah. Oh, those are the best. Those are the best. Those are definitely probably. pick a few of those out. <laughs> yeah, definitely got to have a few of those. Mrs. Cindy Banks. That looks, that's a good one there. Yep. Oh, check out these new hot members. <laughs> oh, this is from Ashley Madison. <laughs> Email address, ashley-madison at affordablepetcarekitsap.com. <laughs> nice. I knew that they had a lot of, you know, different properties. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I wasn't aware of that one. Uh-huh. Yep. I noticed that they, uh, well, I know that you saw Mr. Mr. Robot. Have you seen all the seasons? I have not. Uh, actually, I got into the first, um, 
the uh, the first episode of season two, and then we decided we had to go back and rewatch season one because someone who shall remain nameless didn't remember anything about what had happened. Oh, okay. Well, I, it's really dark, and you know, I yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I would say that I enjoyed it. Uh, but I did enjoy some of the tech stuff because yeah. that was more true to form than most movies yes. are about tech. Absolutely. Because uh, a lot of the times you're picking it apart, you're like, oh, man, that's not even close. Like, uh, you know, yes. so the, the willful suspense of disbelief in, in Mr. Robot was a, a lot easier to accommodate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it was widely acknowledged that the hacking and all that stuff that happens in that is the most realistic that we've seen on TV for for a long time or in mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. But yeah, but it was really dark and I I couldn't I couldn't really get into the second season. I I enjoyed the first, but maybe, you know, Maybe the second season gets better. I watched the first two episodes and I was like, "Uh, well, I, I tried to watch it on USA. Have you tried to watch a movie on USA, like no. their their website?" I'm mm-hmm. thinking, "Okay, well, this is you know, it's their website. I'll watch it, and it's going to have commercials. I'm okay with that." But it's got sections where the commercials are, and you can't fast forward through them or anything. I get that. I'm okay with that because I'm watching it for free on their website. Mm-hmm. If you stop watching it, you cannot res- you cannot slide the bar to any point up until the commercial. So nice. there are there are three sections of commercials. If you're in the last third of it, you got to slide to the commercials, watch three minutes of commercials, slide to the commercials, watch three minutes of commercials, then you can get into the third section. <laughs> and no, 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 it won't let you fast forward. And that's what it says. You're unable to fast forward. So you got to not only watch the commercials, but you got to watch the show all over again. I was like, forget it. <laughs> this is why Netflix is cleaning house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I thought about that. I was like, because it's not available on season two is not available on Netflix, but it is available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'll. I'll watch the second season of Hulu and I was like I don't want another subscription and then I looked on Amazon and you can buy the whole second season for $25 which is two months of Hulu so I was like yeah. but I didn't buy it I was like I'll just read a book yep <laughs> Well, I'll be uh, hopefully moving soon, and uh, unfortunately, the place where I'm moving to doesn't have uh, Verizon Fios, Uh but it means I'll be going to Comcast, and in classic Comcast fashion, it's cheaper to get their double play with TV than it is to just get internet access. Oh, man. (laughs) So. It's awesome. You look, you can pay like fifty dollars a month for for like fifty megabits uh, internet with uh, you know with uh, a bunch of networks, or you can pay seventy five dollars a month for twenty five megabit internet only. Do you do you own a ball peen hammer? I do not. I'll I'll send you one uh, because you know you don't want to hit yourself in the head with a claw hammer because you could do serious damage with the claws. But the ball Sounds peen, good. whenever you get ready to make a Comcast call, you can. Okay, that's good. That's good. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. Object permanence and all that. Object permanence. (laughs) Oh, so. Well, very good. Well, this is 4th of July weekend. You got big plans? Not really, no. Yeah, we're going to watch fireworks somewhere. Uh, We can't decide. Well, we haven't sat down and really decided. Uh, We'll probably decide tonight because mm-hmm. I live so I live in you know right outside in Nashville and mm-hmm. so we've got some little 
cities that are part of the metro i'm sure it's like this in boston uh but we've got goodlettsville which is part of metro nashville and then i i live in hendersonville well hendersonville has fireworks goodlettsville has fireworks nashville has fireworks i have no intention of going anywhere near nashville they have extraordinary fireworks with an entire city full of people there to see them and uh but goodlettsville they do theirs on the fourth well if you go on the fourth you got to go to work on the fifth so <laughs> so you got to get out of traffic, get into bed by 10 o'clock or so to get to work the next day. But Hendersonville does theirs on the 3rd. So yep. you go after work on Monday, enjoy the fireworks, and sleep in on the 4th, and have a happy day. Well, get this. Somerville did theirs last night. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the worst of both worlds. Yeah. It's not the um, weekend. Yeah. Ruin your Friday. It's not even July. <laughs> <laughs> We're observing this not in the same month. Okay. Is there a Canadian holiday that they're I have celebrating? No idea. <laughs> Sam Woodwicky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw that. So the what? What's the robot's name? Who's played by John Goodman? Who has a cigar oh, and the, smoke? That guy there. Uh, yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. Who never transforms in anything? He never transforms anything. And why would he bother to look like an old man with a beard uh, uh, and a, a cigar? Fat, fat, fat old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I, I oh, dude, so bad. I mean, and, and, and this one, with the exception of this current movie, the, the reason I go to Transformers movies is I want to see big giant robots turn into vehicles and stuff get blown up. Uh-huh. But like in like the third, the fourth, and you know now this one, like every time when there are scenes when the humans are involved and there's like all these giant buildings falling around them and robots falling around them and stuff, I'm like, there's no way that anybody would survive that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a bunch of ants crawling around the ring with two heavyweight boxers going around and nobody gets stepped on. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. That's terrible. So, yeah. But, yep. So, uh, see Wonder Woman, definitely. If you're given a choice between Wonder Woman and Transformers, see Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take take you up on that one. Yep. So, cool. All right. Well, I think this one's one for the books. It is in the can. So, uh, you know, if you want to uh, get a hold of us, find us at BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. You can contact us there. You can give us feedback. You can tell us, did you like our dramatic reading? Was it boring? Was it too long like the movie? I don't know. Whatever. Hit us some feedback. We want to know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. And next week, spam. Spam. Next week is spam. Dramatic spam reading. We should get like... uh, for there, for, uh, there for a couple of them, you kind of sounded like the uh, dudes from Car Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Car Talk? <laughs> Car Talk. <laughs> well, other than that the fact that one of them is dead now, uh, I yeah. could do a pretty good impersonation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which one, um, but yeah. One Tom, of those Tommy and Ray. Tommy and Ray. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'll um, I'll I'll read up on uh, my spam and get ready for that. Awesome. It's going to be fun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, have yourself a safe and happy 4th of July, my friend and my dear listener. 
And it's time to push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.